Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life, the podcast dedicated exclusively to helping you achieve a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by discovering and serving with your divine gifts. I'm grateful today to have Ann Hintz on with us and to tell us some fabulous stuff about how to make that real for you. Welcome to the show, Anne. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. I'm grateful to have you. And I... Uh, I want you to tell me right out of the box, you said something about increasing the height of the body. And that's an interesting thing because me, I, as I get older, I went and had my height measured the other day and I was shorter than I had been way earlier in life. Cause as we get older, I guess we shrink or something. I don't know. But anyway, so tell me about that, uh, increasing the height thing. What is that? Okay, sure. Yeah, we we normally do shrink as we get older because we just get tighter and tighter and more compressed because of that burden that we're carrying for all those years. So I've managed to release a lot of that burden and my body's actually got looser and I've actually grown three quarters of an inch and now, I'm now 56. So I don't know when I last measured myself at my regular height, right? I was always five foot four and a quarter forever. But only this last year I've measured myself again because I could tell that I was actually straightening up more. So I've grown three quarters of an inch since in the last couple of years, at least. Well, if you live till you're two or three hundred, does that mean you're going to be as tall as Tony Robbins? <laughs> no, I believe we have a natural height, right? We have a yeah. blueprint of where we should right, be. I've just right. never been there. And uh, <laughs> right now, I'm just I'm just teasing. Yeah, All right. I know. But, but there is more to go, right? I do know that I'm going to grow more because I can feel that there's more tension in my neck that is going to release. So I love this intro, releasing tension, because one of the things that I know that gets in the way of us having a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy is tension. And I suspect that the word tension means a lot of different things to you. So let's start there. Talk about the burden you use the word burden and tension tell educate us a little bit about that okay so i didn't know most of that when i started this journey i just i knew i had traumas from my childhood and i started working through them one at a time but i was just working through them with a technique that's called eft which is short for emotional freedom technique it's also called tapping i know you're familiar with it and so we're just tapping on our body we're using the words right so i just knew the stories I knew how I felt in those traumas. And as I released more the emotion around it, right, through the tapping, it, it releases emotion from the nervous system of the body. So I just kept doing that over and over. I went through all my childhood stuff, all my big T's and my little T, t traumas and released it all. And I actually started changing. I noticed I was becoming less reactionary and my mind was becoming more peaceful. But at that point, I didn't really know there was a physical aspect, a physical component to it. I had to do more work. 
So the EFT was really the first step of my journey. Um, why do you suppose like, we're not done with the tension and releasing? Because I know that just in our little brief pre-chat, you told me some more about what was post the EFT. But this, and and I might get lost in the circle here, but whatever. What what? Why do you suppose? Because everybody that I talk to about purpose, prosperity, and joy, finding your purpose, living your life, being happy, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, always talks about struggle, trauma, crashing, burning to the ground. You know, some version of that. And you said big T, little T, trauma. Why is life structured so that we have this pile to work through? in order to release like i don't know anyone that doesn't so why why is it why is it structured like that what is that for it's interesting isn't it you know i would say my husband had a really good childhood and has no interest in doing this inner work so i do think it's the people more who have gone through trauma have an interest in going in the opposite direction they're more open to doing inner work so it's an interesting thing to, to watch with maybe the people that you're interviewing. But I believe it's not necessarily um, set that way. I believe we actually, those first few years of life, we get programmed, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the traumas we go through, they get stored inside of us and they become part of us. I think of us as a big signal, right? So if we've got all these traumas inside of us, these signals inside of us, setting out a sending out a signal to the universe and they attract back into our future similar feelings so we replay the same types of feelings over and over again we might have the same kind of relationships over and over again but it's the feelings that are replaying until we catch them and feel them allow that stuck energy to release and then we can go on with life so the people who've had a calm peaceful childhood they don't have that tension stored inside of them quite the same way. So they don't have as much incentive to catch it and to let it go. I, I agree with you. And, and my, my wife had a fabulous childhood. And it is the fact that she did that has allowed me to go through my pile of stuff and heal. When you, and this, this episode's not about my stuff, so we won't talk about that, but... One of the things that I thought of when you when you said that this stuff goes in and then we send this energy out and then we create the future. We send it out in the universe. It comes back in our future. I thought of the old computer funny garbage in, garbage out. You know, they used to say that about programming computers, G.I.G.O. And they were talking about programming. And that was the days when you had Fortran cards, you know, big stacks of card decks. Yeah, I used and to be a I, software engineer. Oh, well, then you know all the Fortran <laughs> card decks. Okay, yes. so G-I-G-O, we put garbage in or trauma in, and then unless we catch that, we send it out, and, and it creates more in terms of coherent energy that comes back to us. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, yeah. It, I just think of us, we're just this big signal, and everything about us is part of our signal, right? It's our size, it's our shape, it's our gender, it's our hair, it's our clothes, it's our thoughts. But the biggest part of it is the tension that we have stored inside from our past, from our traumas, because that tension is so unbelievably big. And I didn't know that until later on in my journey, when I became aware of how much tension there was inside. So we're not aware of how much tension we're storing inside. 
but I believe that is a big part of our signal. And that's why things keep happening over and over again. So that's fabulous. I think of, I'm not going to tell the story because it'll take too long, but the tension piece. I had an experience the other night. My wife and I were doing something and we were watching a piece of a television program and uh, somebody said a line and it had a very, very, very profound effect on me. And if I frame it in the context of this tension and it's very interesting. But anyway, so I have one question that I always ask and I usually ask it pretty close to the start. Uh, and it's just to sort of frame it. Uh, the premise of this show is living a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. I call it the ultimate life, but those are my words. If you decide, if you said the ultimate life, what is that to you? Well, my goal has always been to find inner peace. So that's, that's what I'm looking for. I've found it to a, a great degree. So I can be anywhere in life with whatever happens pretty much at this point and still be at peace on the inside. And th that is huge to me because it's not where I used to be. So for me, that is an amazing achievement. And so I can be happy, whatever happens. I love that. So your ultimate life is achieving consistently a state of inner peace, no matter what happens around. Yes, okay. I'm not pulled. I don't want to be pulled by energetically by other people, by things that happen around me. Things that happen around me. That's so interesting. Krishnamurti, the guy who wrote these, one of those fat books lecture, probably know his stuff. And somebody asked him, he's one of those guys, I think he wears a turban of some kind, and I don't know why, but um, he, someone asked him how he maintained this, like you said, the sense of you know, wisdom and detachment and everything else, and he, he's also kind of funny, and he said, I have a secret. What is it? I don't mind what happens, and it reminded <laughs> me of what you just said, right? <laughs> right, just allowing that, life to happen, but staying at peace on the inside. So I so most people think about being happy or satisfied or fulfilled or contented or whatever word they want to use as a destination. And they think, well, I'll be happy when this happens. When I get a better job, when I have more money, when my debts are paid off, when I get healthy, when I fix my relationship or get a new one or whatever it is, and it's I'll be it'll happen when this, that, and the other. And I think that's not true. You can have it today. Do you think it's possible? to live that ultimate life like today? Can we get there and live that way instead of having it be a destination out there? Absolutely can, yes, but but it takes work <laughs> because our memories and the trauma is stored physically in the body. I mean, a lot of people will say it's just in the mind, but no, it's not. It's absolutely stored in our body. So we can't just change it overnight, right? It takes some work to let go of that tension on the inside. I, I love that. And I always think of the mountain, you know, nobody ever fell up the mountain. I mean, you have to climb, right? <laughs> it, it doesn't work like that. So I want to dig into now what you do to help people, that tension and burden that you've repeatedly referred to stored trauma, which totally is stored physically. And you know that when you have a reaction to something, something will trigger you in some way. And it's not in your mind, it's in your gut, it's in your body, it's in your shoulders, it's everywhere, or many wheres. I don't know everywhere, but many wheres, right? So tell, tell me about how you discovered this, how you helped me or other people 
identify, release, grow three quarters of an inch, whatever it is to eliminate these physical uh, artifacts that are created from this tension and trauma. Okay, so it's definitely a path. It's, it's not something you can step into and get as deep as I am right away, but it started with EFT. It started with going through all my childhood traumas. And what I realized EFT is doing is opening up the subconscious mind. And along with that, our awareness expands. So we actually become aware deeper inside of ourselves. So as I did more and more tapping, I became aware of the physical sensations underneath the emotions. So what that means is, you know, if we're feeling, maybe we're feeling frustrated, right? The frustration is just a word, but what we're describing is where we're holding tension inside of ourselves. We call that feeling frustration. So we can become aware of those physical tensions inside of us when we're feeling frustration or anger or sadness. I became aware at that level. And then I didn't need to use EFT anymore. I started just to feel those feelings, that tension, those sensations. I'd always suppress them, right? It was my go-to just to suppress everything. And we suppress everything so much. There aren't many of us who will actually just feel those feelings and allow that energy to flow out of our body, to dissipate. So I had to train myself to do that. And then I started doing that every day instead of using EFT. And then I would lay on the sofa and instead of going through my childhood, which I'd done with EFT, I would bring collective traumas to mind because I'd done my childhood. So we all have our own individual experience of a collective trauma. Right? So we all went through 9-11. You have your experience. I had my experience. So I would bring those memories to mind and feel those emotions and those physical sensations. Work on not suppressing them, right? Work on allowing them to be felt and they would just dissipate. And then I'd do it again and again and again with the same memory until all the emotions had just gone, which feels really good. <laughs> Right? It's got to feel good to release tension that has been stuck in the body for decades. So it did feel good. And I kept doing it. And eventually it got to the place where I could keep my awareness inside my body after the tension had released, which was really weird. I'd never heard of it before. And it felt very different. And I didn't know what I was doing, to be honest. And the only way I can kind of explain it is imagine you have a toothache or a stomachache. Right? You can pinpoint with your senses. You can feel where that pain is coming from. But once the pain has released, you can't get your awareness back inside anymore. You can't feel where that pain was because there's nothing calling your attention to it anymore. I found that I could. I could keep my awareness, my senses. I'm not thinking, I'm feeling. I could feel inside my body and I could feel a place with tension or a place with no tension. So I would focus on the tension for long enough that I would feel a shift. And then I'd do it again and again and again until the tension had dissipated. So now I'm working inside the body. And it took many, many months of working in the torso until I could get my awareness inside my head. And that's when it was eye-opening for me because the pain and forces inside my head were indescribable, just huge, because I'd been born with my right foot up against my right shin. So my whole body had been twisted at birth or before birth probably. And I had this pain and tension in my head, but I had not been aware of it until I got to that point. So like 50 years down the road, I'd been holding that pain and tension inside of me all that time, but I had not been aware of it. 
And that's when I realized how much tension we hold inside from our past, but we're just not aware of it. So doing this work unravels our history in our, in our mental body, but also in our physical body. And that's when I started feel, feeling my bones to shift in my skull because I kept using these techniques. And uh, my eye sockets have aligned, my jaw has moved more centered, and my neck is straighter than it has ever been. And I have x-rays to prove that these things happened. So I'm really grateful that you said that because someone might listening to this might might wonder, <clears throat> I mean, they might go from skeptical, you're crazy, to believing you and all the things in between. My own experiences, some 12 years ago, I had back pain. It was bad, lower back, and it was got so bad I was crawling around the house with my hands and knees. And I went, you know, x-ray, MRI, did all the regular stuff, and they were going to have sur do surgery. And then I read a book, a couple of books, and nothing happens accidentally. So it led to these books. One was called The Mind Over Back Pain, and one was called Spontaneous Healing. Spontaneous Healing's Dr. Weil, and John Sarno is the doctor that wrote Mind Over Back Pain. Bottom line, without the whole story, is I did what you said. I brought my consciousness to that place, and he postulates a thing called TMS, tension myositis syndrome, which is a physiological response to an emotional context, and it actually causes atrophy of muscles and pain in the back and upper leg, and he, you know, he postulates all this stuff about the back. Bottom line is I did what you said, and I lived for several weeks, for two, a couple of hours a day, with my consciousness there, increasing blood flow, and actually having conversations with the pain that were located in the, in the body, and after a very short, short, relatively a few weeks, it was gone. I didn't do surgery and I've had no mobility limitations. So I went from crawling around the house with my hands and knees, literally, that's not even an exaggeration to no mobility limitations in my back whatsoever, doing exactly what you've described. And so in case anybody thought this was too weird, I had that experience and uh, it has permanently, and this has now been 11 years, made that uh, problem go away. So that's a spectacular thing. Yes, interesting. So now imagine doing that all over your body, finding the tension that's there that you don't know about, right? Because you're not aware of it yet. You were aware of that pain. That was kind of like the toothache or the stomach ache. You mm -hmm. can feel it. But there's tension in there that you're not yet aware of, right? So doing the EFT allows you access into that tension without really being aware of the tension itself. But as I did more and more of that, I became aware at a deeper and deeper level inside the physical body. So I want to dig in now to this head stuff, because it's easy to, there's layers. So you have physical pain that you're aware of. You can use uh, meditation or EFT or focus to get your consciousness in there. And whether you increase blood flow or have conversations or simply feel the feelings and allow them to pass, it's one level to understand physical changes that are caused because you do that because of putting your awareness there and having energy be part of that process. I want to dig into the head because when you got into the head mind, you said you used to, your, your energy changed. And you said it's unbelievable amount of stuff, you know, hurting you in the head. So talk a little bit about why is that so big? How is it different? And what do we do to, uh, to start with that? <laughs> okay. So I want to, point out something that you, you said head and mind totally different right mm -hmm. i was talking about being in the physical head 
Mm-hmm. Because I'm not, when I'm doing this inner work, I'm not in my mind. I'm not in my thinking mind. Mm-hmm. I'm in my feeling mind. Okay. Right? So I'm not thinking about anything. I'm sensing it. I'm feeling it. So when I got inside my head, I meant I was able to put my awareness inside my head and I could feel this tension. And the tension, there was pain in my left cheek was unbelievable. I think that's where my whole body twisting starts or some of it starts in my cheek. Um, but the forces I were feeling were where my bones were being pulled out of alignment from that twist from, from mm-hmm. my scoliosis. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually f- sensing the tension like you were in your back. You were feeling it. I was feeling it. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about it. I'm just feeling it. And I would just feel it and feel a shift and again and again and at some point it got to a place where i actually heard because i'm in my head i can hear right i heard and felt something release and it felt a little bit like old fabric ripping so that's when i did some research because i thought well maybe i'm hurting myself (laughs) and i realized it's an adhesion in the connective tissue that was releasing so i wasn't hurting myself and i kept going So I believe most of the tension that we hold is actually in the connective tissue of our body, which is everywhere, right? It connects everything inside of us. So even though I'm working in my left cheek here, something might release in my right neck, the right side of my neck, and all the way down to the top of my right foot, because it's all connected. So I couldn't have got into this place that I'm at now without doing that earlier work. Right. I, ha- I had to start with EFT. Some people who are empaths, right, there are some empaths out there who feel those physical sensations already. Mm-hmm. Right. They feel emotions and the physical sensations. They could start at that point, just allowing those feelings to be felt. And just working with that and then getting deeper and deeper over time until you can get into the body. So if I, if the feelings that we've had and the traumas, big T, little T, uh, all of our lives are collected and reflected in the body and in the connective tissue and in whatever. How does a person then say, wow, I've, I've heard this and, and I've heard Aunt say it, talk about this. And I think there's some of that for me. And obviously for most people, there's some and for some a lot. What would someone do to explore how to begin to release these things, to feel feelings or to release these emotional leftovers, these frozen emotions, you know, whatever you want to call them. And there's several names. Where does somebody start? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's quite the journey. Well, some people need help doing it, right? So there are EFT practitioners, there are coaches, there are people who know this information. If you want help, you can go to those. I was not willing to be vulnerable with other people. I was willing to be vulnerable with myself. So I wanted to do the work myself. So the first, the very first step is starting to notice when you become emotional and not get caught up in the emotions, right? Not, not become angry, but notice you're becoming angry. And then you've got something to work with, right? Then learn EFT. You can learn EFT in 10, 15 minutes. I have a a video on my YouTube channel. I think it's 14 minutes long. So you can, you can then work with it and tap on that emotion, like that anger that I'm feeling right now, bring myself back to peace. 
try it on something so you know how powerful it is. That's what I did. I had an experience with giving a cat an injection. <laughs> it was so, I was so afraid to do it. My hand was shaking so badly. So I, I tapped about it. And the next day when I gave him an injection, all that fear from the day before had gone. That's when I knew, okay, this tool, this technique is deceptively powerful. So try it out on something. And then depending how fast you want to go, right? I really, really wanted things to change. So I started using it every day and I wrote down all my childhood stuff and I worked through one each night. And that's when I started, things started to change pretty rapidly. So let me ask a question because we're using general words. Uh, EFT is emotional freedom technique. It's a series of motions tapping on energy meridians and from her YouTube channel, which we'll get in a minute or other things, you know, you can learn to do it. It's not complicated. What matters is that you do it and do it correctly. The purpose is to release these things, uh, these stored emotions, what they are not things, these stored emotions that are blocking the free passage of energy through your body that are frozen in some place. All right. You said, I went through all my childhood trauma and you've sent, said that several times. And I'm not asking you to list all of the trauma you went through, but for example, if you said, I, I worked through all my childhood trauma, <clears throat> what would three or four examples be of trauma that somebody might have that they quote work through? Okay, so we do have big traumas and little traumas. So I, right. I had some big ones, right? Uh, I had a house, there was a house fire when I was three or four, and I was the one who woke up, didn't open my eyes. I, I had my eyes closed, laying in bed, trying to work out what the sound was I was hearing. I opened my eyes, saw the flames coming through, in through the wall, went to the top of the stairs, called down to my dad, said, there's a fire in my bedroom. He said, no, there can't be. <laughs> which is where I was programmed to question myself, right? I was in a, in a traumatic situation and my father questioned whether I was telling him the truth. So that would be one fairly good sized trauma that I worked through one night for about an hour to an hour and a half, right? So I would tap myself through that memory from the beginning to the end. Then I'd go back to the beginning, tap through it again. EFT opens up the subconscious mind. So more details of the memories would come as you kept going back through it again and again. And so I would tap through it until it just became a story, right? That I could talk to you, tell the story with no emotions left anymore. At that point, I know it's not a big signal inside of me anymore and it's not affecting me now. It's not part of my signal now and it's not affecting my future. I want to stop right there. I want you to keep going and give me another example in a minute. But that is such a powerful thing that you've just said, and I want to underline it for the listeners. When you have a story about something that's happened to you, and it brings up emotion still, even though it's not happening anymore, that is a signal that is still broadcasting. It is still part of your motivation, part of your fabric. And what Anne's talking about is working through it, quote, means making it so it doesn't have any power in you anymore. And she's talking about how to do that so that it just becomes just a story, but doesn't have emotive power in you anymore. I keep going. Okay. So let me give you two small things. 
well, one small thing. So like phrases family used to use, my, my aunt used to always say, shame on you. One of her favorite phrases. So I would just tap on that phrase, shame on you, shame on you, shame on you, until that phrase no longer had emotion, right? Just a story, just words. And he, my dad would say, I think a lot of dads say this, or at least in our generation, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. See, a lot of us know that phrase. So I would tap on that phrase over and over again. And then, you know, I had some other, um, I would, any humiliating event, I had uh, my, um, I went to a boys boarding school for a while. I was the only girl boarder at a boys boarding school. And I was teased horrifically for the two years that I was there. And so I, I worked on that. That would be one thing. Then um, around that time frame, my dad recognized that I was being teased or I told him or something. And he asked me what happened. He sat me on his lap and I was vulnerable and I told him what the boys were saying and he teased me in exactly the same way, which shut me down, right? I'm not gonna be vulnerable around a man, man again like that, <laughs> at least around my dad. So there was a lot of things came from that event, um, which I might've tapped on over a few days because there were different aspects to that. But I would tap through that story until again, there's no charge to it anymore. It's just a story that I can tell. Yeah. I want to, I yeah, I get it. And those are perfect examples. So uh, we need to cover, there's a lot to cover and we just have a few minutes left. What happens if a person doesn't clear out these stories? Like you've talked about phrases and situations and big traumas like a fire and not being believed, both the fire was a trauma and the not being believed is a trauma. So if we don't do that work and it just sits there, whether it has a little charge in us, it's a buried charge or tension or big, what happens if I don't clear that out? Well, it just means that you're going to attract similar feeling events again in your life. Like you're, you're, it's part of your signal. Your signal contains all these little energetic signals and you're emitting that signal. You're going to attract things back into your future where you're going to react in the same way that maybe I did when my dad said no. That, that can't be right. There can't be a fire in the bedroom. I will react in a similar way again. And when I do that, I emit the signal again. And then I attract it again in my future. And I emit it again. Every time you react, that's a big energetic charge you're emitting and you're attracting back. So when you do this work, you stop reacting to things. So your signal is different. So your future is different. That's how our future changes by catching our reactions, allowing the energy to dissipate so that next time we don't react the same way. And over time, things just get calmer and calmer. So that tells me that this, what you're talking about is the difference between living a reactive life and a creative life, being the victim versus the owner. Because if you keep doing the same things over and over again, sending out the same signals, you attract the same things and you react the same way. If you clean this out, this sludge that's in you, emotional and energetic sludge, then you put yourself in a position to create your life, your own experiences, and to choose your ability to do, to create literally the life moment to moment that you have the experience of all these external events, which are just events. And how, if you don't react to them, then that means you can create your own experience with those events instead of reacting. Absolutely. And new thoughts start to come to you that you have never experienced before. And it is so fun. 
So I want to know, and I'm sure there's going to be listeners that want to know about um, now that we've learned what you do and had some very entertaining and fun stories about how it works, why it matters so much and the liberation that it provides in terms of your ability to create your life, your experience moment to moment. And that includes your purpose, your prosperity, your joy. Those are the words I use, but whatever your own words are, how can people find out more? Well, your website, YouTube channel, all that stuff, give it to us so that we have it and can go find out more good stuff. Okay. I wrote down my whole story in my book called A Pathway to Insight. So you can find that on Amazon or ask your local bookstore to order it. I have a YouTube channel, so I have videos of the different steps along the way. So all the information you need is there to start doing this work. Uh, I also have my website, which has the x-rays on them, on it, if you want to go and check them out. Yeah, but tell me the name of your YouTube channel. It's at Ann Hintz. At Ann Hintz? Yes. Okay. Right. And I have a Facebook page that I love explaining things on, and I'm happy to interact with anyone there. And that's Anne Hints Wisdom. Anne Hints Wisdom, and your website is your name? Yes, annhints.com. Okay, great. You know, I didn't have any trouble getting mine either. When I went to get kellenflukiger.com, it was two bucks, right? No competition. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's good to have a unique name. It is. So anyway, I am so grateful for everything you've taught us. I'm grateful for your own journey, for how you choose to add good to the world. And I want to thank you for being an uh, informative, good, uh, educational, and, and loving guest on the show today. Thank you, Anne. Thank you. Thank you for the great questions. So I want to encourage all of you that are that are watching or listening this is some very practical and specific tools. I have a personal experience with EFT, so I can tell you it works. And I understand, and Stan has done a fabulous job explaining things that are next steps to eliminate old stuff and to create new stuff. And I can promise you, if you do nothing, you'll get nothing. And on the other hand, if you dig in and get what you can hear and apply it, you'll be able to create your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart